This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25 through 31 is where we're going this morning. And I want to start, if I'm able, by reading just that. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Let's just pray. Lord God, we just ask that as we have read this passage now, that you might bless your word to us that, Father, you might open up our hearts and our minds, that we might be able to hear what you've got to say to us this morning. We just lift your name high, and we pray, Lord God, that as we just share in these moments together, that we might just enjoy being in your very presence, hearing what you've got to say to us. Bless us, Father, we pray, for we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask you a question. I won't get a raise of hands. It's a rhetorical question, so don't answer out loud to me in that sense. That's not quite rhetorical, but you know what I mean. Are you tired? Now, everybody I've spoke to so far today has had a great Easter, but I could do with a break. Yeah? I don't know what happens there. You know, you go on holiday, and then you could do with a holiday to recover from the holiday that you just had. Anybody there with me on that one? Yeah. It it just seems to happen, doesn't it, that you sort of have a break, but you need a break to recover from the break that you just had. And the truth is that until the government turned around the working week to a Saturday and a Sunday, and the other days, Monday through Friday, as the weekend, we're all going to struggle. All right. (laughs) I'm not so sure that's going to (laughs) happen. But maybe, you know, you're physically tired this morning. You know, that's my preference. If I was going to choose to be tired, I'd rather be physically exhausted. You know, that for me is how I sleep the best. If I am absolutely physically exhausted, I tend to have a great night's sleep. 
Um, but also, there's the mentally tired, isn't there? Where you're just, everything's whirring around in your head, and you just get to a point where you are just exhausted. You just need a breather. And if you're one of those uh, lucky people, you might be both mentally and physically tired. Of course, that can also happen. We're made in such a way that we need to rest. The Lord showed us this pattern even in the beginning in creation. Because the Bible tells us that for six days he did what he needed to do. But on the seventh day, he rested. We, We need a breather. We need to relax. We need to take stock. And we need to rest. My wife tells me constantly, you're having too much rest, she says. You thought I was going the other way then, didn't you? No. But first, when we look at this passage, we have to know who God is talking to and who this God is who is telling us to have a rest. Who this God is who is saying that you are going to grow weary, but there is an option for us to take. Who is this God? Now, when you read the first few verses in verse 25 and 26, and I love the way that Isaiah writes in verse 25, to whom will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One? They're rhetorical, are they? You ain't got a clue, have you? You've got less idea than I have. Anybody anybody awake this morning? That's what I should have asked. Who's Who's asleep is maybe where I should have gone. But these, these questions are in there to provoke us to think, to whom will you compare me? Who can we compare to God? Nobody. Absolutely nobody or nothing is able to compare to God. Who is his equal? And then just in case you thought, well, you know, there's an option, I suppose, such and such or all the way they are. <laughs> he says, lift your eyes. And look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one, here's some detail for us, and calls them each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Isn't that staggering? Isn't that staggering? This is the God that's talking to us. This is the God that we worship. This is the God that this morning, hopefully, we're listening to. That this is the God who put the stars into space. This is the God who knows them each by name. We've just found a black hole, haven't we? Yeah? We've got one of them at home. It's the top drawer. Anybody else got one of them? Stuff just, it's gone. Put it in there, it's gone. We need a bigger top drawer, I'll tell you. But, uh, but, but this is what science is doing. This is what space exploration is doing. They're finding things that we didn't even know existed. But you know what? My God placed them there. And he knows every single one. That just is staggering, isn't it? That this is the God that we worship this morning. And Isaiah is pretty clear with us. He doesn't mess about he tells us exactly who this God is he is the everlasting God the beginning and the end as we see in verse 28 do you not know have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth it's nice to know isn't it in a world that's full of distractions yeah 
Anybody else get distracted? You know, I've, I don't know whether anybody's seen those devices. I think the, the mobile phone, smartphone, something like that. They're extremely distracting, aren't they? It doesn't take much. And I've noticed that we now live in a... This is, um, if I had a soapbox, I'm about to get on it. We live in a world where all of a sudden the person on the end of the phone is more important than the person standing in front of you. Have you noticed that? Sorry, I've just got to take this. All oh, right. I'll wait here, shall I? Now, I've done that, and I think to myself, that's actually quite rude, isn't it? The person ringing is far more important than you, pal, so <laughs> you'll wait. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll get back off my soapbox because I feel like I've offended 98% of people. And there's those here that don't have a phone. Alan's like, yeah, you lot are rude. With a capital R, all right? But you see, we get distracted, but, but we worship a God who doesn't get distracted. He does not take his eye off the ball. And when we are having that communion with God, he doesn't suddenly go, oh, bear with, Anita's, Anita's after me. No, no, he's listening. The Bible says he is everywhere all of the time. And he is listening to each of us, each of our gripes and our moans, each of our praise and admiration for this God that we worship. He is listening, he is there, he is attentive, and he does not lose focus. That gives me so much reassurance, because when I look in my own life, as I say, you see so often how quick it is to get distracted. But this God we worship does not take his eye off the ball. He is always doing what needs to be done. Always doing what needs to be done. And that's the God who's now instructing us through in Isaiah. And as we just delve into this chapter, the instruction is really clear. But I'll be honest with you, it's quite difficult. You'll see what I mean. You see, because when we get tired, we lose perspective. I don't need to ask if you're like that, because you are, because you're made of the same stuff as I am. Because when I get tired, all of a sudden, everything gets bigger and more difficult. Everything is impossible. You know, just the slightest task becomes so incomprehensible, that is huge. Imagine that in Scrabble. Anybody here at all? You know, I mean, I'm trying to draw you in, but at the moment, it's empty. But, but you see, everything, the, the smallest of tasks becomes so difficult, and it gets magnified, and it becomes impossible. Have you ever been doing that task late on in an evening, perhaps? And I had a conversation with somebody earlier on in the week that this triggered me as well. That it makes me giggle, because it's the simplest thing. It's like two pieces of the jigsaw that have to be put together. But at half past 11 at night, they don't fit. It doesn't matter which way round I put them, they do not fit. It's impossible. I'm just going to have to go, I'm going to have a lie down. And you wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, refreshed. You come downstairs and you go, oh. You put it in place. Now, I don't know how that works, but what I do know is that God has told us that we are a people that needs to rest that we need to take a breather, that God is really clear. And it doesn't really uh, take much for us to grasp that in those moments that, yes, there are times when we need to just <gasps> breathe. Because what that does is when we take these moments, it allows us to focus 
and not get insular and start to begin that everything's against us. Because when perspective goes, when you start losing track of what's going off and you start focusing on all the stuff that you can't do, it suddenly becomes this place where everything is against you. And you go, Lord, where are you? What's going off? Why can't I get this done? These two pieces of jigsaw just will not go together. It doesn't matter how hard I try. I've even got a hammer on these two pieces of jigsaw. They will not fit. Isaiah tells us so very clearly that God doesn't take his eye off the ball and that he hasn't forgotten about us that he hasn't drifted away from us. Because he sees, as he says in 28 and 27 and 28, that as Israel complains, as Israel wonders that the Lord, where the Lord has gone, he says, do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord's everlasting. The creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. And that, for me, just gives me that reassurance. Um, and the Lord gave me this verse earlier on in the week, and I, I needed it as much as perhaps uh, maybe you need it this morning because it just helps us to gain that perspective. Um, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about the word expectation. Now, of course, you'll all remember because not only did you remember me preaching it, you've also listened to it again and again on the podcast and you've refreshed your minds with it before this morning. Uh, I make myself laugh if nobody else. But you, you see, we said then at that point how we want or what we need. And, and then we, we said, well, I expect, I, have, I expect God to be doing this and to be doing that. And I expect this outcome. And our expectations so often aren't met. And we can find ourselves in a place where we are sad and disillusioned by what God's doing. And our expectations might not be met. But this is what Isaiah is saying. He's saying, I, I, and, and I personally don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying about God not meeting my expectations. Um, because Isaiah is making it really clear that God does not lose focus. He does not get tired. And we have to keep that in mind all the time. You see, because we said that there is often more at play than we can see. So much more at play than we can see. We just see the here and the now, remember, but God has his eye on everything. But this morning, we can see that it's going to take faith and it's going to take trust to navigate the tiredness and the weariness. Faith and trust... These are the things that help us to grasp that God has got it. That Isaiah continues in 29 and 30. Let's just read that. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You see, even youths grow tired and weary. But the Bible tells us here that God strengthens his children. He increases the power of the weak. But how? How? Is it some magic switch? If you've noticed on your keyboard for your PC or your computer or your Mac or whatever you've got, there's a refresh button. I could do with one of them. 
refresh. It could be quite helpful. But you know, as the Bible often does, it does give us a formula. It's not magic. (laughs) No, no, no. As we put faith and trust into motion, the formula is simple. How do we get through, how do we navigate the tiredness and the weariness that the world continues to throw at us? How do we get through that, the mental and the physical tiredness? Because the formula is very simple, but it evades us. You see, because what I've noticed is this, that when I'm super tired, and this is just me, this might not be you, I find myself going and missing out on the things that perhaps I wanted to watch on TV. Anybody else like that? That if I, I need half an hour because I've got to catch up on American Chopper. Nobody else? Okay. <laughs> but I just need half an hour just to, just to catch up. And then, well, because I'm human, I tend to nod off. Anybody else nod off? Oh, I've been desperate to watch this episode. I've been busy all week. It's been chaos. But I'm desperate to watch this episode. And I sit down in front of it, and within a minute and a half, I wake up at the end credits. How is that possible? Exhausted mentally and physically, distracted often, distressed. And that leads to, I guess, in our moments, feeling isolated and alone because that's what happens as the perspective drifts. And I know that's not just me, church. I know that's not just me. But instead of maybe, this is just a thought, because the, the formula is quite simple and we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Maybe, instead of maybe catching up on the episode or, you know, doing those things that, uh, that we've perhaps recorded, that we should draw near to God. Now, this takes some thought because... Often, again, we can pick up our Bible, perhaps, and it can feel like a task. Well, I've said that from the front. (gasps) But it can, can't it? That it can feel like a task. Lord, I don't know where to look, where to find, and sometimes I read things and it makes no sense to me at all, and I'm absolutely physically and mentally exhausted. The last thing I want to be doing is reading a book. But maybe in those moments, we can draw to the verses that experience has told us is going to give us, I guess, that fresh wind, that little kick up the backside, that, that nod to say, God's got this. Maybe in, in our wisdom, we can have a look at perhaps listening to some worship music. Maybe in our wisdom, we could spend time in prayer. Maybe in our wisdom, we could think about the things that we could do, maybe listening to a teaching podcast, maybe just spending time enjoying some worship. And you know what? I've thought about this because it doesn't, it puts you in the same picture because naturally, whether I'm watching EastEnders exhausted or I'm praying exhausted, sometimes the end result's the same. I nod off. He said that from well, I'll be gone next week. <laughs> but the truth is this, what would God rather me do? What would God rather me do? What's going to get me more refreshed? Is it the episode of American Chopper? <laughs> or, or is it spending time 
listening to some worship music and nodding off? Is it spending time in prayer and going, you know, when you go and announce your bless? You know, God calls us to a relationship with him. And a relationship, we, we get it mixed up so often, it becomes a religion. And that's why it becomes a task. It's a task sometimes to read the word of God. It's a task sometimes to pray. But it's a relationship. I don't have to think too hard about spending time with my wife. Because I want to chat. And if I nod off, I nod off. She kicks me. That's all right. But it's a relationship, isn't it? And this is what God's called us to. And, and so often we get caught up in so much and we're so desperate to have um, this relief that comes from this tiredness and this weariness. And we forget that God has given us the formula. The formula is so very clear. He says in verse 31, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Lord, what's the formula? Because I've got nothing left. He says, come to me. Come to me. Whether it be in prayer, whether it be in worship, whether it be reading his word, whether it be sitting down with a notepad and a pen and getting stuck into study. <gasps> Too tired for all those things. And we do the nonsense thing. We're really good at that. Do the thing that brings no value to our life and we forget that God has got this formula for us that when he says, as we hope in the Lord, as we wait on the Lord, we will renew our strength. And we sung that song just before I got up to speak because it helps us and reminds us who is in control. And even when I'm tired and weary, I know that God's got it. The, the, the direct translation from the Hebrew for these, uh, these few words, those who hope in the Lord, and I'll give you the direct, it said, and one's being expectant of. And we've got back to that word again. And one's being expectant of. So those who hope in the Lord, one's being expectant of. And that's the key. Because I'm not expecting God to tick all the boxes that I have created. Because if I do that, God will not meet my expectations. Here are my list of things that you need to tick, God. And if they ain't ticked, we're going to have a major issue. Because I'm going to think that you've switched off or you've gone on holiday. But I am expectant that God's in control. I'm expectant that God is in control and that he has got everything in control. And I think that really is the disconnect that we can have. And Isaiah is drawing us to a point where if we hope in the Lord, one's being expectant of, we know then that if things aren't going to plan and I'm getting tired and I'm getting weary and the jigsaw pieces won't go together and it's like I keep trying over and over and over again but they just don't fit... We can be expectant that God has got it in control. The two pieces that we perhaps have in our hand weren't ever meant to go together. And a rest helps us to pick up the right piece. A rest and a moment and time spent with the Lord enables us to see with clarity the things perhaps that we were getting wrong. We can be expectant that something is going to happen. 
we can be expectant that God has it in hand. You know, wisdom, wisdom draws us to God. And we're to pray for wisdom, aren't we? And I guess the challenge is for us the next time we're tired is, Lord, please give me wisdom. And that's not a bad prayer. In fact, it's a real good prayer to be praying for wisdom because wisdom draws us to God. And then when we do that, we can find rest under the shadow of his wing. As the psalmist reminds us over and over again, we have, we have to place our hope in him, to find our rest in him, expectant that change will come. Circumstances will change. Walls, church, will come down. And every outcome, whether as per our agenda or our desires, is not outside of God's control or plan. And that takes wisdom. Let's pray. Father God, we have looked into your word this morning and we've seen as Isaiah writes that we can draw our strength from you. He says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And Lord, this morning as we've looked into your word, we pray that you might help us to come to you the source of our strength, that you might help us to look to you, to draw near to you, to search for you. Lord, not to find ourselves isolated and feeling alone, but Father, to draw near to a God, a God who loves us, who cares for us, who wants the very best for us. Father, in these times that are so busy, in the times where we can get so easily distracted, we just pray, Lord God, that we might find our focus on you, that you might draw us near to you and that we might seek your face, we might seek your strength and your help. And Father, we're expectant that you are a God who will do the impossible. And the Bible tells us that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we pray, Lord God, for wisdom. Father, we pray for strength. We pray that you'll uphold us, that you'll help us. And in these times where, Father, each of us may be physically, emotionally, or um, mentally tired, we just pray, Lord God, that you will just help us. You will give us that strength. You will bring that peace that passes understanding. And, Father, we just ask that you might just help us over these coming days and weeks. And, Father, just draw us to you, we pray. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.